This is Disability Talk, sponsored by Club May Travel for the Disability. Today on my podcast, I've got Lorraine Tricky. Can you please explain to us in snippet of what we're going to be talking about today? Oh, Shane, thank you for asking me along to come and speak to you today. I'm here to talk about a lot of issues Um, The Country Women's Association of Victoria, of which I'm a member of, also the Dandenong Show Society, and I'm a steward there, and also regarding the area of disability, of which I have worked in in the past for 20-odd years, And now I am a person of disability. Thanks so much for doing that, Lorraine. Can you please tell us now about your what you do at the CWA in detail, please? Oh, the CWA of Victoria is a women only organization and We recently, at the weekend that just passed, had our state conference. A lot of people think that the Country Women's Association is just related to scones, jam and cream, which is totally untrue. The CWA of Victoria, which is not... Um, politically based, they are an excellent lobby group in that years ago when I was um, a teenager, they voted in that they wanted it mandatory that people in cars had to wear seatbelts. That was the CWA that pushed the Victorian government into doing that. The branch that I belong to, which is Noble Park branch, we support a lot of organisations within the area. My branch knit um, chickens, of which we put little Easter eggs into and they go to all the special schools in the area. Also at Christmas time we knit little Christmas stockings and we give them to the schools. We support um, also a lot of other community groups and we the money that we fundraise for we put back within the community and that's what CWA does. Can I add to that you also tell us about the the judging side of the CWA? CWA Victoria they judge a lot of shows, like local shows, Melbourne show, I think. I'm not sure. So they they 
organised what's called judge school. And so you learn how to become a handicraft judge or a cookery judge. And you have to sit an exam for that. And it you just sort of don't do it in a weekend. It does take time to complete that service that you do. And then you put your name forward and you get contacted by the head of CWA judges and you ask if you can attend a, a show and judge. You, you aren't paid for it, but you could do get reimbursed some petrol money. It, it's not a, a career-based thing it's about you know just doing something for other people and it's fun what was your last show you judged dandy nong yeah yeah um i I am a judge. I am a show train judge, not a CWA judge. What's the difference between a show judge and a CWA judge? I haven't sat an exam, whereas the CWA ladies have. Um, when we have the Dandy Nong show... There are times when we have so many entries Yep, that we can go for hours. So sometimes I will keep a few classes empty and I will judge them. Also, I will do that if... I have someone who wants to learn about what you have to do to judge because there are certain things you want to make sure it's cooked. I've had people put entries into the show and they haven't cooked it properly. That's me. I'll tell you that now. I did my bread last year. But it's all about learning and that's one thing that me personally, if you want to learn, I'm happy to go along to you know a school and show them, okay, this is what you do, you know, this is your best way. I think one thing that we... As exhibitors at any shows need to realise now that the law has changed regarding putting glad wrap over cooked items in that that makes it single use and certainly in the city of Greater Dandenong you're not allowed to do that. You're not yet. allowed either. We, we found that out. 
and a quick thing to go back to the CWA. I see you put the CWA table at the show and the section of had the dance, your guys and the Cranbourne one in a st- in a class last yeah. year. Yeah, in the setup in the Dandenong show schedule, which will be up online early early November, September, September, October. Yeah, and they have a section which is for all CWA branches. So if you belong to CWA in Mornington, you could put in an entry. So the CWA Noble Park Branch 1, because last year um, Dandy Nong Show celebrated 150 years and we were the winner, Noble Park Branch, of the CWA section and that was great. And then all the winners of all the other um, areas within the shed all competed together. And it was the Noble Park branch that won and we actually won the $150 that was awarded from the show society. So that money went to things within the community. At the moment, I'm finalising the paperwork to put in for a grant from the city of Greater Dandenong to make um, bereavement bags. Dandenong Hospital contacted us regarding if we could sew them up calico bags that they could give out, you know, if someone had passed away. So we will do that. It's also a case of the money will be to purchase yellow wool so that we can continue knitting our chickens. So, you know, every bit helps everyone. You know, that's good. On a Monday, the first Monday in the month, Noble Park Branch runs a craft group and we meet at the Paddy O'Donoghue Hall and in room one, and anyone is a welcome along if they... Other cost? No, unless they want to purchase what specific craft we might be doing on that day. But in most cases, it's more a case of they come and just see what it's like. And I hear that you also do one at the Hampton Park Library too. There is a craft group, well, there's actually two, that run at the Hampton Park Library on a Monday from 1 till 3 and then on a Saturday from 10 till 12. Um, It's 
a lot of people within the craft group there, a lot of them are crocheters, but there's also knitters. Um, you, If you don't know how to knit or crochet, go along, ask. You know, if you can bring along a size for crochet hook and a ball of eight-ply wool or a pair of size four knitting needles, they will help you. That, you know, it's all about people having an opportunity to sit and talk and it's very nice. And with that, there's a lot of different uh, nationalities at the one at Hampton Park too, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of different nationalities within ZLBA. It's about everyone is welcome. They don't discriminate. No, and people, well, look at me. I have a disability. I'm the secretary of ZLBA, so there is no discrimination. And if there was, I would be jumping up and down. Like I know you would be stings. <laughs> well, I have learned that yes, it is scary speaking up because no one likes confrontation and having a whinge. But you have to do it and you need to know that even able bodied people They don't like confrontation, but if you're not happy with something, you say so because you're not going to get what you need unless you do speak up, which is important. Yes, it's very important to speak up. And also now, can you please tell us about your 25 years in your, in the disability sector, please? Oh, God, how many hours do you have? I... In, in brief. Oh, in brief. Well, I originally fostered kids with disabilities and I liked that. That was wonderful. I fostered... Well, me and my husband, 50-odd kids. Um, yes, kids with disabilities. Then I stopped doing that, got my cert for in disability and ended up working for the Department of Health and Human Services. So... I think the one thing that I have become more aware of in this in that people with a disability who've gone to mainstream school aren't aware of the fact that there is a law regarding disability within this state and also federally and that I encourage that if you live in Victoria and you want to know about the law, 
go find out who your local member of parliament is and go in there and request a copy of the Act so you can read up on all those laws. I There's a lot of people within the disability field are okay and like any job, there are good and bad and that there is nothing wrong in saying if you don't like the person, if they don't listen to you and that you you should be able to feel free to speak up. It's not fair that you feel intimidated by someone. You know, I've seen where people with a disability are doing a program and the so-called staff member who's meant to be assisting them is running right behind them. Well, my point there is that is not letting the person with a disability feel that they have conquered the task because the staff member is too busy running around behind them. You have to think about, you know, what you're doing and I'm saying that as a staff member there is the word empowerment and that like in disability I learnt that you give a task to a client that you know they can achieve. Well, that being said, you know, don't walk behind your clients if you've shown them once let them do it because you are depriving them of what they should be achieving and they're human right well that's right and people and this is the one thing that I've discovered in that People with a disability, there are too many people out there that aren't aware of their rights and that they can complain and that, you know, if you feel so that you can't speak up, contact an advocate service and uh, tell them what the problem is. You know, that's the same as with your NDIS money and the programs that you have. And if you don't like what you're doing and, you know, find someone who will speak up for you because it's about your enjoyment, your quality of life. And rather than know that, oh, I'm going to be doing that program and I don't really like it, but i got to do it. No, you don't got to do it. You can speak up and 
you contact and say, you know, this isn't right. And, and that's the same as I would be saying to you, Shane, your podcast, is this a program you like doing? Yes, it is. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while and add to your thing. Tell us about you being an advocate for me. Yeah, Shane asked me to be his advocate in that this is where I personally, Shane can advocate for himself and that's good. And he just needed, you just needed a bit of a, a push and a bit of advice uh, on yeah. what I could I could do and what I couldn't do. That's why I asked you to become my advocate to be my second voice. Yeah, and and that's the thing. You you know what you want and it's about feeling comfortable and sitting and talking to someone and saying, Okay, you know, is this okay? Is that okay? It is a matter of anybody, whether a disabled person or not, but feeling comfortable that they can talk to someone and say, okay, this is the issue I have, you know, and I want to move on. You... I think a lot of people, and this is what I have learnt, is that not every service provider is perfect and that if you're not happy, you can say so. You are entitled to say so. With that, some people won't let you leave if you want to leave or they might make it difficult like some, like I've had experience where I had two clients to work, uh, two yeah, people that I went back to TAFE to learn a new skill and when I told them I was going back to TAFE, they threw me. Yeah, they they basically abandoned you. Well, um, to me that is totally unprofessional. And would I ever recommend anyone to use either service? No, I wouldn't. And will I mention any names? No. no, I won't. But to me, those people are not professional and that they should... Yep, yeah, I, I just... I feel very sorry for any person that is using their service in that I think that the person with the disability is missing out on a better quality of life that they could be having because these people are so unprofessional. You, you don't do that in... Maybe it's my way of understanding, but I'm there 
for the person. I'm not there to see what I can get out of it or whatever. You're not there for the money. No. Well, no. You you do it because you care. And, you know, yes, we all need to earn an income and do things and whatever. But people with a disability, they are... They are bossed and, no, you can't boss me. And quick question for the India is we, we should be your, their boss. So because it's our funding, we should be ones in charge of we don't think you're right, we get rid of you and get somebody else that we think would, would be better fit for our what we want. Yeah, I, I think that that is not that th- these people who run these programs, they and this is where you get people that you wonder, are they trained or aren't they? In that the programs you as an individual choose are what you want to do. And so therefore... If you're not getting what you want, don't use that service. A quick question that sometimes it could be parents forcing a client to go to that service too. But this is where, and this is one of the hardest things that a parent needs to, and I know it's hard, and... But at the end of the day, you've got to let your kids start and make decisions for themselves in that you're not always going to be around and if you don't start and teach your kids that, you know, if you make that decision, there will be this consequence. You've got to understand that not all those service providers are doing the right thing and it horrifies me and it's not about the it's the yeah it's the way the person who's running the program is running it but it's also the person with a disability that is missing out and it is what they chose to do with their money from the NDIS and yet they're getting screwed over. It's not fair. Like if you didn't have your podcasts, what would you do? Not not much. If you're sitting, sitting at home... Doing my studies and that's about it. Yeah, and but in I ask you now, with the push that you got because you and and this is the thing, this is where people, you know, they're a bit scared, oh I can't make that step. But when last year with you 
And you made the decision to go back to TAFE and they said you would not succeed. You were set out to fail. Well, that goes to show you that those people that you dealt with weren't understanding the way to do the job. They weren't understanding the way to do the job. And I've learned a lot out of going back to really mainless to study more than one ever would been being under that person in the NDIS working. Yep, and because you you pursued what you wanted to. And this is what I'm saying in that don't give up if this is something that you want. Well, go for go, it. Yeah, go for it. Don't think because oh, I have to stay and do that program, and it's not set in concrete that you have a right to change. Everyone can change. And a quick question: to the, I didn't even tell you so I was going back to um, TAFE. Did I? I did it off my own back. You did it off your own bat. You asserted yourself. But more to the point, you, whether you realise it or not, but you proved to yourself that you could assert yourself. You could speak up and say, you know, this isn't right and I don't want to be stuck doing this job, I want to pursue my career in this area. Yes, so I did. And I think that that's great. This is, this is where the NDIS money should be about people, if they want to pursue a career in this, well, go for it. You know, it's about assisting. It's about making sure that, you know, if you do a program that if you can earn the certificate in there, that it is recognised everywhere. This is what it's about. You, in what you pursued with William Anglis, your certificates that you earn through them, that is recognised worldwide. It is. It's worldwide and anywhere I can go and work. Yeah, whereas if you had stayed where you were, it wouldn't have been recognised anywhere. It wouldn't be recognised at all. No, so you have empowered yourself and... This is where people, I look at disability and I think, you know, because we are given this label of disabled and, yes, my disability is because I had a stroke. I went from the role of being a carer to needing a carer. So, which, is, which is now, which is now, my brother also cares for you. Gonna, 
explain a bit about that too. Paul is my husband passed away in August last year from cancer. So I'm not that I did drive, but I can't get around. So Shane's brother Paul, who is unfortunately a Hawthorne supporter, he looks after me and if I need to go to a doctor's visit or whatever, he takes me. He looks after me very well. I appreciate him, but no, you'll never get me to a to a Hawks match. Even though he's asked a few times, I'm not going. I know you wouldn't go. You're a free ocean forwarder. Well, someone's got to go for him. Oh, I know you do. Do also now tell us in detail what happened to the Danny Show and August Day with our disability sections in the two sections, please. All right. Well, that goes to show you haven't read the schedule. In the whole schedule. Yeah. In the show. I'm, I'm only talking about ours and Charmaine's. They're the ones that want more because we're the stewards of that. Okay. That section. Okay, so at Dandy Nong Show, Shane and I work in the cookery section. There is adult cookery and there is the school cookery and then there is decorated cakes. But let me explain that within the whole shed, every section has a class with that is for people with a disability. So in the cookery section, we have a class for disability. And in the jams and jelly section, we also have a disability section. Um, Charmaine in her decorated cakes doesn't. But then I think people with a disability might find it very hard to decorate a cake. I don't know. I haven't done that. Maybe I need to try it and see if it's hard. I don't know. But my hands are very hot. And so me trying to roll icing fondant to decorate a cake, it would melt. So yes. it doesn't really work for It doesn't. Me. No. So in our cookery section, we just have it written as a disability or sometimes they've worded it with different abilities. But you can put it in that, you know, you might make a batch of scones, you might make a cake. Um, in the jams and jelly section... You might make lemon butter, lemon curd sometimes. Well, like I made last year, I made a, a um, flavoured vinegar. We both made a flavoured vinegar and he, Shane, bet me. On my first time. So, mind you, he killed it with chilies. <laughs> so... So, I don't know. But that is something that anyone could do is, you know, a container of vinegar, 
and you put your herbs in it and you just leave it, put it in a dark place and just let it go. Simple, anyone could do that. We like a lot of entries and what happens is on a Wednesday before the show, people bring in their items to be judged. Emerson School... They bring in their entries and they bring a lot of entries in and that's great. And you're there for quite a while ticking off what they've made and whatever. But it's a good thing to see that, again, this is something I've observed over the years in that um, a lot of people, they do, you know, a person with a disability, oh, yeah, they can't do this and this and this. Well, don't tell me that because that's untrue. One year I observed, must have been a father, in that he was looking at the cakes and he started to cry. And I'm thinking, oh, what have I done wrong, you know, with the cards and whatever. The first prize card and the ribbon, and I went up and said, you know, you okay? I'm the steward. Have I done something wrong? And he went, no. He said, that's my son's name. It was the first time he had ever seen his son achieves such a wonderful thing and it was like, yay, you know, I encourage people that doesn't matter if you've got a disability or not, I don't care, enter in the show, in the cookery section. You learn, you want to know how to do certain things and whatever, Contact Shane, he'll contact me. I'm happy to do that. Can you also tell us a bit more about one of the good ones you've got at the show that at the Melbourne show by the name of Kathy Vischer? Oh, Kathy Vischer, who lives local. She competes in a lot of shows within the state. One year she took items to Bendigo and I actually bet her in in a dried jam and it, I made apricot dried jam. So that was good. So Kathy Vischer enters that Melbourne show. There is no section for disability cookery. But there is a section in Melbourne show for handicrafts. Um, at this stage, I have not tackled anyone at Melbourne show to say, excuse me, you're being discriminative. You should have a section. Would you like to? Well, I don't know. I... 
I suppose you could winch, but I think they're limited to the space that they have there. But I think a lot of people, you know, you look at what you can put in a show and, you know, it amazes me seeing Kathy Fisher rock up with what she's cooked. I know that this year at Dandenong, I have put in a banana cake and a tea tray, which means I have a tray that is set out for two people and you just put on there, whether it be some homemade biscuits or cakes or... But that, you know, is something that would be good. So... I'm pleased with that, but we hope to get lots of entries and that um, I know things are going online to enter more places. Well, I think it's a matter of if you're not computer savvy, you ask someone if they will help you do it but we would like lots of entries and, Shane, have you worked out this year where it says in the jams and jelly um, where person with a disability, what are we going to enter? I might do the the new one you said with the two, <laughs> with both of us doing that tea tray. Oh, no, but this is, no, we can both do the tea tray, but what about the section for the disability in the jams and jelly section? I might put another vinegar in. All right, well, then, that's agreed. We're both doing vinegar again. Vinegar, oh, I might get you to show me how, to, how you beat Kathy doing that dry... Oh, with a packet of dried apricots. Yeah, that dried um, thing you better with it, that show. Oh, okay. So you want to do cookery. So, okay, we can do that. Yeah, and we'll explain to people if they want to become a steward, what do they do? They contact the Dandenong Show Society. Just send them off an email, say you would like to be a steward. They, like all organisations, people aren't taking it up and they should. And it's not hard and there's always someone there to help you, which is great. What the stewards do over the three... Every day at the show. Okay, so on the Wednesday, that's when your entries come in. Then on the Thursday, the entries are judged. The CWA ladies come in and they judge all the exhibits. You do get lunch, of which the Cranbourne CWA ladies Put together. That which, was nice last year. Which is very nice. The only thing is that 
us people who do the cookery section, half the time the judges get us to sample the cakes as well, which is fine, but by the time you go over to the shed for lunch, that's the last thing you want to see is a cake. Yes. So they will make sure they put out more fruit for us. So then the Friday you might be needed to go in just to finish writing out your place cards. Um, you just wait and see if you need it. Then on the Saturday you go back into the show and you go in the shed and you are there. Just supervising all day? You, you supervise. You make sure that – and you do miss cards that aren't right or something. And you walk around and you help and that's okay – you know, you don't need to be there the whole day. And a, and a quick thing, if people ask questions, you talk to them. I came second in this. How did I come second? Yeah. I came third. What can I approve on? Yeah, that that's what you're there for. When people bring things in on the Wednesday and they... Because you, that's where you've got to read your schedule and what it says. If it says it must be on this sort of plate, you put it on that plate. Don't not do it in that it is written for a reason. And that's the same as, you know, people, if it says I have an orange cake, iced, but the amount of people who put decorations on the orange cake Should icing. No, not allowed to. I sit there and I just go. And also with what Lorraine's saying, we can turn people away. If they don't do the right stuff on their, on their exhibits, we can say, sorry, you haven't done it right. We can... Yeah, and this is where it is so important to read your schedule. Look, if you go, oh, well, that's crazy, guess what? There are judges who will rock up and if they go to judge a boiled fruitcake and if it says in the schedule it is meant to be a certain size, they will get the tape measure out and they will measure it. They have to do the job specifically what they have been taught. So don't say, oh, you know, that doesn't matter. It's your work and you want to put it in the best way you can. So you do that. So then... You go back in on the Sunday when the show's on and you are very tired. You stay all day and then at four o'clock they close the doors to the shed. That means no one else can get in. And then they take down the crates 
and then everything is put together for people to collect. Tell us what we do, like we do with Kathy's, and we put them all in a big group. If there's a person that has put in more than, say, two entries in the cookery section, we will put them all together. And then, you know, they might have a lot of jams and jellies, and so we'll put them all. It just makes it easier to collect them. And that's why when it comes to doing the show, we need lots of stewards. So if you think you can give us some time, put your hand up. We'd love to see you. And with us being a steward, what happens to with us on Saturday Sunday? Do it, does it cost us to come in or how does that work? No, what happens is we are given a pass to get us in. And on the Saturday and the Sunday, we are given lunch, which is good. And then there's a kitchen in the shed that you can go and make a cuppa. And, but it's more about, you know, making sure that people don't, you know, try to wreck someone's property or things like that and if they got any questions. So I think when we're at the show, we have a good time. We do. And quick question, you don't like the um, the, the things we've got them in at the moment, do you? I don't like the... The things we've got the exhibits in at the moment, we've got to pull them up. They're not sliding. We need different crates to hold our exhibits but that is where that is up to the show societies to sort out um, due to a problem with my arms. And I, the ages of our stewardess, I'm the youngest steward, I don't want the my steward, my hot uh, stewards with the H people hurt themselves. Yeah, no, well, I think that the other stewards, because everyone sort of has their own section, but I think the other stewards are starting to realize that because we're the only ones that have those crates that they're starting to realise how bad it is for us. So you've got to speak up and, you know, maybe some generous person out there might want to donate some money to the show society for some new cabinets for us that we can use, which are easy. And a quick question to that to go back to where you said about the cookery, you can't put anything that needs to be refrigerated, is that right? No, you can't do that. I I can't put things in a fridge and so therefore where it says slice, if don't make a jelly slice. Jelly slice needs to be stored in the fridge. What happens is the cabinets that we use have lights 
attached. So the lights, uh, they start to melt the jelly. So you can't do that. But the sections within the show are very good for people. And so when it comes up on the webpage, you know, have a look. Put an entry in. Go for it. If you are connected to a school or, you know, a group and you have people who cook within your group and you want to know, you know, how can contact Shane, he'll contact me, I'll come and help you. It's all about having a go and, you know, why not try and a quick question, also a craft, I think the craft section also has a group dis- um, section, don't they? Offhand. Where you said last year where my uh, one of my groups could put a disability group entry in. Yeah, there are sections. You you just look at the schedule. I, I have enough to do with my four sections. I do the CWA one, the adult cookery. I, Shane and I, he does it mostly, but that's the student cookery. And then I've got the jams and jellies. So do I have a lot of time to no. run over to the craft? No, I don't. And a quick question with the school one, the students one. We need more schools to enter. I think that people are unaware of that it doesn't necessarily have to be a school that enters but or a person with a disability but say if you're a person who's you know 15 16 and you want to get and become a chef or a sous chef whatever then part of your resume and something that you can take along is if you've got place cards that you have won at the show that shows your you know your facilitators or your employers that you're willing to give things a go enter enter the show you know i'm there and you go well this is my first time to enter this is what i put in and you know i want to know what have i Okay, I will help you. It is about giving it a go and not thinking, oh, I can't do that because I can't. No, it doesn't work with me as an individual or as a school or as a group. You know, put something in. So with the kids' school, what's that up to? We have a primary school section and then we have a a secondary school and now in the jams and jellies we have a school section for 
if you make a jam or a jelly or a pickles, whatever, and I mean pickles are easy to make. You know, even a herb vinegar, we, you, you make it, I'll find somewhere to exhibit. Yeah, yeah. well. Yep. We need a lot more exhibitors this year. For a few years we've had to put different items in our in our thing to uh, fill up space. Well, I think that now things are slowly getting back to normal after COVID, that people, and, you know, yes, things are pretty costly and whatever, but it's a matter of if you can do something, do it. You know, come and, come and talk to Shane and I and see what you can do. Even if you don't put something this year, just come to the show and see what's there and come and talk to us. Then next year, put something in. Yeah, come get a schedule and see, um, you know, how you go about it. We'll explain it to you. Dandy Nong Show is a nice show. As in November sometime. November after Cup Day. Thanks for being on my podcast today, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. And good to see that you advocated for yourself and that should tell everyone else that you can do it too. Thank you. This has been... This has been Disability Talks, sponsored by Clubmate Travel and by Ribbon, my support coordination. You can also find me on Spotify and on socials.